Hi everyone, this is Dwayne, formerly of the Tinsel Tunes podcast and now of Townsend Lights and I'm your average drummer. Todd, I'd just like to wish you a very happy birthday for your 100th episode. It's such a mammoth task getting there and you have really taken the podcasting world by storm and I really love listening to what you put out and also love watching you on YouTube and what you've done on there as well. So all the best for the future buddy and as you say, keep Christmas alive every day. Hey Todd and everyone in the Christmas Clatter family, this is Art from A Cozy Christmas Podcast and also from the Bookshelf Odyssey Podcast. And I just wanted to get on to congratulate Todd on creating 100 wonderful episodes of Christmas Clatter. I was a fan from the very first episode and Todd, you really have encouraged me to start podcasting. In fact, your podcast was pretty much the final nail in my coffin, as it were, that helped me make that final step of something I've always wanted to do to actually doing it. You were just a guy who loved Christmas and wanted to talk about it. And you put together such a wonderful podcast that it encouraged me to say, I can do this too. And in fact, I want to do this. And so thank you for that. Then finally getting a chance to meet you in person uh, last year, that was that was really wonderful. I hope to do it again here soon. But what I like about your podcast is just your kindness and positivity. I'm so thankful that your voice is one of, of many that are promoting the message of Christmas, uh, of being kind, of doing good, of celebrating the things you love, and above all, keeping that Christmas hope alive every day. So thank you, Todd, for 100 wonderful episodes. I am looking forward to 10 times that many in the days to come. And I can't wait to see what you're doing next on your channel. Uh, it's It's been fun watching your, uh, your path. Well, you take care. And all of you at Christmas Clatter, have a very Merry Christmas. Hello, this is Scott from the Christmas Morning and Tinsel Tunes Podcasts. I want to congratulate Christmas Clatter on its 100th episode. Todd, this is a huge accomplishment. You have given so much and asked for very little in return. So I am honored to be here to say thank you on behalf of the countless thousands of lives you have touched through your love of Christmas. The hundreds of hours of content Todd has created represents thousands of hours of research, planning, writing, recording, editing, and promoting. It's obviously a labor of love, and we are all better off for it. So congratulations, Todd, and I'm looking forward to listening to your next 100 episodes. Cheers and Merry Christmas. This is Ken Smith with North Pole News Dispatch. And Todd, I just want to take the time to congratulate you on your 100th episode of Christmas Clatter. Over the years, you and Christmas Clatter has brought much joy and happiness to many folks, and I want to thank you for that. Once again, congratulations on your 100th episode of Christmas Clatter, and I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, I'm Chris from the Christmas Time in the City podcast. I want to congratulate Todd on making it to his 100th episode. Christmas Clatter was one of the podcasts that inspired my wife and I to start our podcast way back when. Congratulations, Todd. I'm excited to see what you have in store for Christmas Clatter in the future. Here's to 100 more episodes.
Hey Todd, it's Brian Earl from Christmas Past. Congratulations on 100 episodes. That's a big accomplishment, and it seems like just yesterday that you and I were corresponding and you were letting me know about this idea you had in the back of your mind about starting a Christmas podcast. And over the years, it's been wonderful to see the show grow, to see you find your voice, and to see you really take your place in the Christmas podcasting community. The work that you do is really important. You spread a lot of Christmas cheer to a lot of people. You bring a lot of comfort and joy all throughout the year, but especially at this most festive time of the year. And I'm really grateful for our friendship and our creative collaborations that we've had over the years. You've been very generous about coming on my show many times, leading trivia games, and you're always around when I want to bounce an idea off you or just chat and say hi. So take a moment to sit back and reflect on this great accomplishment of 100 episodes, and I hope to be able to send another one of these little congratulations messages to you when you reach episode 200. Merry Christmas to you and the family and to all of your listeners. Thanks very much. Well, hello, everybody, and Merry Christmas. First of all, I want to thank those that uh, sent those kind messages in to help me celebrate my 100th episode of this podcast, Christmas Clatter. Thank you guys so merry. Well, hello, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Thanks so much to Scott, Chris, Ken, Brian, Dwayne, and Art uh, for sending in those messages to help me celebrate 100 episodes here at Christmas Clatter. I cannot believe it's 100 episodes. Uh, should have happened a while back, but uh, it took six months off this year. Uh, much needed, but I keep bringing that up and I keep saying to myself every time I hear myself say it, I need to quit bringing that up. It's old news, but here we are. This is our special Christmas Eve episode. I know it's the 23rd on the day of this release, but that's just kind of how we do things around here at Christmas Clatter. Uh, I want to encourage each and every one, if you didn't get to hear the episode yesterday, please do, uh, where I encourage you to meet us under the stars this Christmas Eve at midnight as we welcome in Christmas Day and let uh, Christmas be Christmas. But I won't keep you guys uh, very long uh, today. I know everybody's busy doing things, and I don't want to take up any more time than uh, I have to. Uh, but a few things before we get to our special Christmas message. I started Christmas Clatter in May 2019, and it was a variety show. It's changed quite a bit. I used to do Christmas memories a lot. I don't do those very much at all, mainly because I was kind of running out doing, you know, one a month. It's like I'm, I'm 45 right now. I only had so many memories. You know, not every Christmas has a spectacular memory I can, you know, draw upon. So I kind of had stopped those. I used to do uh, the most wonderful talent of the month. I even had a theme song made. And uh, I should have dug it out for this episode, but maybe a, another anniversary episode. I had uh, listeners submit talent. And I kind of quit doing that because once Christmas was over, 
most people weren't thinking about Christmas things like, you know, making music and that stuff. But met a lot of great, wonderful people along the way that I never thought I would be able to. And spurred some friendships that with people I never thought I would be able to. And people that, you know, I didn't, wouldn't know even existed in the world other than through this podcast and through YouTube. It is absolutely amazing the journey that this podcast has taken me on. Um, there's times I love it to pieces, and to be honest, there's times I'm not really caring for it because it can be and is a lot of hard work, but we push through. And uh, But that's just kind of the human emotion of it all. I started this podcast because there was just something I felt was missing in the Christmas podcasting world. Wasn't sure quite what it was. Figured maybe if I if I uh, hunted and pecked long enough, I would find it. I think I I think I kind of found my my spot as a you know brother Christmas as it is. You know, just the the place to come and get your dose of Christmas and a little bit of hope where everybody's welcome. And that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for you listening. I have uh, some more to say, but before I get to that, I want to present to you uh, our Christmas message. It's from a very dear friend of mine, one of my best friends in the whole world. We've been best friends since the sixth grade. And that in and of itself is a miracle. So it's my great honor to introduce you guys to my friend, Pastor Paul Burdine. Hello, Christmas Clatter Podcast. Greetings to you all from the city of champions, sweet home, Alabama. I reside right here in Tuscaloosa. Hey, my name is Paul Burdine, and I have been friends with the host of this show for an amazing 34 years now. He is very, very, very dear to me. He's probably the best friend that God ever gave me. You know, we were even best men at each other's weddings. We had senior pictures made together. And as a 45-year-old man, I still call his mother, Connie, my other mom. At one point in my life, I probably stayed at Todd's house more than my own home. Todd has always had an inordinate love for Christmas for as long as I can remember. He's always loved that dreaded Black Friday shopping chaos. You know, so many of us have tried structuring our schedules to avoid that madness, but not Todd. No, Todd actually runs into the madness headlong. Yeah, or at least he used to when we used to live close to one another. We haven't been around one another where we lived close in proximity in over 10 years, but it's amazing how good friendships Whenever you're parted by geography, even when you get back around one another, it's like you never missed anything and we pick up where we left off last time. You know, once upon a time in a land far, far away, before Todd and I had kids or before we had wives or we had responsibilities or bills or our own families, 
We were just a couple of average video game junkie kids who collected comic books and we listened to all kinds of music from the Temptations to hard rock hair metal. Um, We didn't know what our futures would look like, but we were sure that they were destined for greatness. I don't remember what Todd's exact dream was. I was quite sure, though, that at any day I would receive a call and uh, be told, hey, we need you to be the next guitarist for Motley Crue because, uh, you know, our old guitarist is getting older or some other hard rock group from the 80s or 90s. But at any rate, we were just a couple of friends. We were boys who were incredible friends, I should say. We rode our bikes everywhere around the little uh, town that we lived in. We played lots, and I would like to underscore lots and draw attention to lots. We did play lots, and I do mean a lot of basketball. Never in a million years did I ever think that I would become a pastor someday, but here we are. The journey of life is truly full of surprises. And it was my honor this year to have my very best friend call me and ask me if I would consider reading the Christmas story to his most cherished audience. Um, Christmas was so much fun around the Killian home. Todd's mother to this day continues the tradition that she started when a few hungry teenage boys hung out in her kitchen while she was baking cookies. It was almost like a chicken challenge, you know? Hey, Connie, I bet you can't bake enough cookies that Todd, his sister, their friends, and the entire church family could come and all eat and still have cookies left over. But you know what Connie did? Year after year, she proved us to be a bunch of unworthy competitors and her magnificent kitchen stood victorious over a couple of boys who whimpered in the corner, suffering from severe stomach aches by the end. And uh, now this annual event is known far and wide in southeast Missouri, known as Cookie Day. Todd's family had so much fun during the Christmas season. Christmas was always magical at their house. Every year, I was nearly as excited as Todd was to see what would happen. That brings me to my thoughts that I've been contemplating since Todd reached out to me. You know, it's very common in this time here around Christmas to hear people talk about Advent. One of the aspects of Advent is the notion of hope, the idea of hope. Now, the the, the sense of hope that is described in Advent is a much different type of hope than that type of hope that Todd and myself used to exhibit when we were teenagers. Because when we were teenagers, you know, we quote unquote hoped for frivolous things, things like, well, one of the things that I remember is Todd's father was the chief engineer at the local TV station. He had connections. Um, And Todd and I would lay in the floor uh, with their dog Paddles or their dog Baxter, and we would watch the news broadcast when it would begin to snow. And we would hope that it would snow so much 
that school would get canceled for the next day. Or my dad was the pastor, and uh, the, he was the pastor of the church that that uh, Todd's family went to, and Todd and I would hope that the preacher would stop preaching early so we could get out and go to Dairy Queen or Burger King or the Waffle House and visit with our friends. Or maybe something else that we experienced, we hoped that our parents didn't find out what we just did. <laughs> so many people can identify with that. Or maybe it was, I hope that the teacher won't give us any homework tomorrow. You get the idea of what I'm talking about. We call those types of things hope, but really what we are expressing is just optimism. And we may as well be wishing to the stars or throwing a penny into the wishing well. When we look at Advent, though, and we talk about hope, that hope is a completely different kind of hope. The hope that is based around Advent is based on, I know it's going to happen. I just don't know when. And there were, if, if you go back into the Old Testament, I know not everybody's a Bible nerd like myself, but if you go back into the Old Testament prophecies, they describe this hope that is coming in the Christ child. And there were two words that they used to use that were synonymous for hope in the old Hebrew text. And one of those words was the word yakal, and it simply means to wait for. The other word that is often used in conjunction with hope to define hope is the word kava. And this word is more of a word picture that conveys the idea of whenever you take something like a, a string, uh, they didn't have rubber bands, but you can, you can get the idea of watching someone stretch a rubber band to the point where it's almost about to break. It's been stretched so far that you know it's going to snap, but you just don't know when it's going to happen. And both of these words are used over and over in those Old Testament writings. And when they're used together, they give the idea of waiting or expectation. And like I said, whenever Todd reached out to me about reading the Christmas story this year, I thought about hope. I thought about the idea of waiting. Because that's exactly what happened. These prophecies about this Christ child, the hope of the world, were given some 700 years prior to the story that I'm about to read to you. You know what happened? That's exactly what happened. They waited. The whole world waited, year after year, waiting, decade after decade, waiting more waiting, century after century, waiting. And finally, after 700-ish years of waiting, we have this story that I'm going to read to you. The story goes like this. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned 
to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snugly, or wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Friends, as you experience Christmas this year, I would like to remind you that you are partaking in that same hope of the world. You know, if you were to read a little bit further than what I did in that same chapter of Luke chapter 2, you'd encounter a story of when Jesus was taken to the temple for his purification offering that was required by the law of Moses. There you would find an individual by the name of Simeon. Simeon was an old man, and he was waiting. He was waiting on two things. He was waiting to die But he was also waiting on the promise of this child. He was waiting to die, but he wasn't willing to die until he was able to lay eyes on the one that he had been waiting for. And that was Jesus. And there's an interesting story here about whenever Simeon finally saw Jesus, he took the child And after seeing Jesus, he makes a blessing, a pronouncement of blessing upon Jesus in the earshot 
of Joseph and Mary. And one of the things that he says about Jesus is that he will be a light to reveal God to the nations. Friends, I want you to know that he is still a shining light in the darkness of humanity. I would like to take this time to wish you, this very wonderful audience of the Christmas Clatter podcast, and my amazing friend Todd, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining me as I read through Luke chapter 2. And I hope you were blessed and you have a great time with your families over these holidays. Thank you so much. Wow, thank you, Paul, for that special Christmas message for us. I really appreciate it, man, and appreciate your friendship all these years. Well, guys, I want to let you go for this holiday season. We've completed our journey to Christmas 2022. I hope everyone has a healthy and safe Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'll be taking a break again, but it won't be nearly as long as it was uh, this year. I'll be back for a special episode in January, and then soon after that, we'll begin our Christmas journey again for Christmas 2023. I have a lot of plans for 2023 for Christmas clatter and for other things, so I'll just leave you with this as a teaser slash hint. For Christmas 2023, let you and me create something together. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and until we meet again, keep Christmas hope alive every day.